0: Well, good evening, and uh, welcome again. My name is Arthur Copeman, and it's my privilege to share with you in this time. Let's pray. Our great God, we thank you for Christmas. We thank you for the wonderful music we can sing. And we thank you, and particularly help us now to, in the power of your spirit, learn from the message which is behind the songs we sing. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, tonight, I want us to look at Christmas from a different direction. And that direction starts with thinking about where our world is now. But to get us thinking in this strange direction, I want to begin in Scotland. On the screen, you can see a structure which is called, believe it or not, the National Monument of Scotland. Its construction was commenced, as you can see on the screen, in 1822. And the intention was to build a full Greek Pantheon on the hill above the city of Edinburgh. But as you can see, the Scots didn't get very far, they ran out of money. You kind of think this should be the National Monument of Ireland or something, but it's the National Monument of Scotland. You know, if it had been completed, it would be a remarkable building. In fact, if completed, I suspect we all would have heard of it. Somehow, somehow though, it continues to be called the National Monument of Scotland. The title has stood for a few stones which were never completed. The Scottish National. Monument. National Monument is almost a monument to something which is unfinished and never ever likely to be finished. Or this is the pyramid of Free. It was actually started about four and a half thousand years ago and likewise never completed. Another monument to not finishing. Many pyramids were completed. You can see them, not this one. You can see in the photo the mess around it. Four and a half thousand years of not being finished. It is a permanent mess. Or this. This was the Sydney Opera House under construction in the 1960s. Construction of the Opera House actually commenced in 1959. The plan was in four years, by 1963, it would be built. But for most of the 1960s, it looked pretty much like what you can see on the screen. It was an unfinished mess. And many people in Sydney thought it would never be finished that Sydney Harbour would have on its centrepiece a scene like this for the rest of the days. But this year, of course, we actually celebrated 50 years since the opening of the finished work. Indeed, as a child, I watched the opening live from a nearby building. And the Sydney Opera House doesn't look like this anymore. It was completed. It is one of Australia's most significant buildings. But the importance of this picture is a reminder that many, many things in our world are a work in progress, and they may be a work in progress for a very long time. They might look like a mess, but that's not the way they end up. And the mess in this picture reminds me of our world, for there is so much of our world which is a mess. Some of it gets, never gets reported, but let me mention just a few things which do, which make our news bulletins on a regular basis. There is the mess, which is the war in Ukraine. Read this week that 90% of the Russian army which came into the war has been killed or injured. That's extraordinary. Extraordinary. And for what purpose? Then there's Gaza, Palestinians and Israelis in close quarters on a small piece of land, and there doesn't seem to be any solution, any solution except war. It's a mess. But there are also wars in Sudan, the Congo, Yemen, and many other places that I could name. But the mess of the world is not limited to overseas war. Here in our own country, there are many problems. On the screen, I have pictures just related to drugs, homelessness and domestic violence. But you could go further, could you not? For all of this comes down to the way people behave towards each other. Helpfully, the Bible describes the mess of our world This is from the letter of the Apostle Paul to an early church leader named Titus. And Paul summed up the problems of this world in the following verse. The Bible says of our world that people are foolish, disobedient, deceived and enslaved by all kinds of passions and pleasures, living in malice and envy, being hated and hating one another. Being hated and hating one another. Does that not describe all wars? Enslaved by all sorts of passions, the drug trade. In malice and envy, the way people treat one another. This verse is for me a very helpful summary. Very helpful. For it encapsulates the mess that this world is in. And the world is, is a conundrum, isn't it? In so many regards... It looks so great and offers so much, and it looks like it should be so good and then falls so short, which if you're looking at it in the big picture, leaves only two possibilities for our world, only two. The first possibility is that our world is always going to be like this that actually our world is most like the pyramid of Neferefri. It's a place that looked as though it was going to be great. It it looked as if it would be wonderful. But for some reason, although you can see what the greatness might be, you can kind of see it, although that's the case, actually nothing is going to change The world is as it is. The mess will continue. We can move a few boulders and make it look a bit nicer, but it won't be any different. We can try, for example, not to fry the planet, but even if we succeed there, that doesn't change many of our other problems. So one view is that the world is like those pyramids, and there are people who believe that the world is like those pyramids. They'll never be finished. It's a permanent mess. Those who are honest about this find it very depressing, but they are honest. Our world is always going to be like this. Or well, is our world actually like the Sydney Opera House in the 1960s? It looks a mess. It is a mess. But it's the mess of a beautiful building under construction. For behind the mess, God is doing something here on this earth that will eventually be absolutely wonderful in every way. The Bible is very clear that the world is like the Sydney Opera House under construction. That God is slowly putting the pieces in place and that there will be that day when the mess is cleaned up, a day. The Bible mentions the day in many places. Here's just one of them. This is written 500 years before Jesus. But at that time, God promised, but be glad and rejoice forever in what I will create says the Lord, you can see down the bottom. For the sound of weeping and of crying will be heard in it no more. Never again will there be in it an infant who lives but a few days or an old man who does not live out his years. The one who dies at a hundred will be thought a mere child. They will build houses and dwell in them. They will plant vineyards and eat their fruit. The wolf and the lamb will feed together. The lion will eat straw like the ox and dust will be the serpent's food. They will neither harm nor destroy," says the Lord. God's promises that the mess is going to be cleaned up. When will that happen? When will that happen? Well, the Bible's also clear on that, on the screen. For the Lord Himself will come down from heaven with a loud command, with the voice of the archangel and with the trumpet call of God. Jesus is coming back to the world. And when he comes back, all the mess will be cleaned up and Jesus will bring all things together. It really will be like the cleaning up of a construction site. Everything that doesn't belong will be taken away and Jesus will create the most beautiful, beautiful place you can imagine. But, but, but you might say, Arthur... How can we be certain of this? How can we know that the world is a Sydney Opera House and not an Afrefri pyramid? How can we know? How do we know that Jesus is coming back to clean it all up? Answer that's what Christmas is all about. For Jesus coming into the world is not a new thing, for he's already come once. He's already come once at the first Christmas, and at the first Christmas, he came this way, and see on the screen, being made in human likeness and being found in appearance as a man. He humbled himself. Jesus' first arrival was quiet and humble, being born in a stable, being visited by shepherds. In that stable, God had been born, but few knew it. God had been born at the first Christmas. See, Jesus has already come once, and we're celebrating it today. He's already been here. Back in 2004, I was on long service leave. Those who've been at church with us this year will know that I quite like going on long service leave. It seems to come up every 10 years. You've got to do something with it. And in 2004, Annabelle and I were travelling around Quebec in Canada uh, and we were in the city of Montreal, which is on the screen. Now, we went there because actually my parents had been married in Montreal. In fact, I'd lived there as a a small child. I even went to school in Montreal. And as we were driving around in my uncle's car, he's since passed away, but he had a car there that we borrowed, I said to Annabelle, I want to visit my grandparents' house. So she turned to me and said well, what's the address? I said, I don't know. You can look down at the city of Montreal. We were driving around that city and I was trying to find my grandfather's and grandmother's house in that city without an address, just driving around that city looking for my grandparents' house. Uh, Annabelle pointed out the obvious. If I didn't know where the house was, I couldn't visit it. Anyhow, if you know anything about me, you'll know I'm an optimist. So I just started driving around, city of one and a half million people. And as I drove, landmarks from when I was five came back to me. It was remarkable. And from family photos, I think. And eventually, I found the house. Now, if I'd not been there before, no matter that it was a long time ago, if I'd not been there before, there is no way I could have found the house but I'd been there before and so I did find the house and I could go to it again. Friends, at Christmas, we remember that Jesus has been here before and that he was born in a manger but died on a cross and rose again and the death and resurrection was the work which begun the clean up and when Jesus comes again, the mess of this world will be totally cleaned up in every way. Friends, at Christmas we affirm Jesus' first coming 2,000 years ago. But because he's been once, you can know he's coming again. There will be that day when you can see on the screen, every knee will bow. And every tongue confess that Jesus is Lord. Praise God for that day.